Welcome to His Way Women's Bible Study with Linda Anderson. His Way Ministries is an interdenominational ministry established and committed to helping you experience a dynamic relationship with God. Now we'll join Linda in progress with this week's message. For He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture and the sheep of His hand. Oh, come, let us bow down. Let us come before the Lord, God, our maker. Tonight, we will be talking about the sacrifice of praise and also about the law of appreciation. So, from the very beginning of His Way tonight, as we launch into worship, and several of you, you get your favorite song tonight. You get Break Every Chain. (laughs) As we launch into worship, I encourage you to go low. Humble yourself. In fact, I declare this place a pride-free zone. Let us humble ourselves before God. He is our maker. And let us do whatever he wants. Would you just open your hands to God? Look, Lord, (laughs) Father, look, our hands are open, our hearts are open. Oh, God, speak to us, whatever you want. Lord, I say yes, we say yes, we say yes, anything you want, everything you want. And Lord, thank you that we can't outgive you. Thank you, Lord, that as we give to you, you give back way more. Thank you. So, Lord, I, with your, the echo of your word, I proclaim this, a pride-free zone. Oh, God, keep us from comparison. Keep us from any feelings of insecurity or being worried about what anyone else thinks. And help us, Lord, to come before you, our maker. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, thank you. There's one more thing before you greet one another. Today when I was getting ready and I was talking to Father, he said something else to me that is really important. And I didn't know if I was to tell it or not, but he keeps impressing it on me. Some of you know that we have asked the Lord for a cancer-free zone here. And we are seeing so many healings. So many people are, are, are getting doctor documented healings, you know, that are indisputable. But the Lord spoke to me this afternoon and he said to me, I want a suicide free zone. God wants to eradicate that spirit of suicide out of our land. And so, in agreement with Father God, he doesn't say things he can't do. There's nothing that God can't do. And so, would you agree with me? Would you come into agreement with heaven? Would you come into agreement with one another? And proclaim a suicide-free zone in our land. A place where young people 
are not even tempted to take their own lives. A place where older people, where they, it doesn't even cross their minds. A place right here in this land where life is spoken and people live in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Okay, Lord, we did what you wanted, so rain down now. Let heaven fall. Oh, God. Heaven fall on this place. Okay, tell the person next to you, hug them, hug that person, and say, let heaven fall all over you. All over you. Heaven fall all over you. Well, tonight, I want to talk to you about, with you, about something that can revolutionize our lives as we learn how to apply this principle and as we discipline ourselves to do what Jesus did. Do you know that everything in the scripture is possible? You know, we say amen, but do we really believe that? Anybody tried to walk on water recently? Not recently. Every now and then you give it a try. I keep hoping, I'm sure some of you, I'm sure Pastor Nancy walks on water. (laughs) Well, if you'll turn quickly to John chapter 6, I'm going to read the first few verses to you from John chapter 6. And we will see a principle that the Lord Jesus Christ modeled for us that is critical. Some of you who have been part of his way for a while, you know that it is so important to give thanks. That we can actually sanctify something as we give thanks to God. Now what does that mean? That means that you can actually clean something and make it a holy For example, you might think that we say a prayer to bless our food so that we will perform some ritual of some kind and do what we're supposed to do. You know, pray for your food. You're supposed to give God thanks for the food. But by giving thanks for your food, you actually set it apart. You hand it back to God. You say, here you go, Father. Now, thank you for giving it back to me, and now I'll eat it, and it's safe. I'm telling you the truth. I have been all over our planet and eaten unbelievable stuff. (laughs) When my husband, many of you have heard him say this, he says, where he leads me, we will follow. What they feed us, we will swallow. Oh, it's, it's crazy what people have fed us on the mission field. Just everything you can think of. But we give thanks. We say, thank you, Father. We receive it as from you. And then he gives it back to me, give us. And then we eat it. And we have never gotten sick. Not even one time. Not even once. And if you've gotten sick on the mission field, then memorize all of Mark 16. Because it says that you can drink stuff and eat stuff and it won't hurt you. (laughs) So, John 
chapter 6, we find the story of the lad who had just a few small fish. He had a child's lunch. Do you know any kids who really like fish that much? Maybe fish sticks. Sushi kids? Whoa. Well, this young lad, he liked, he had a few small fish. He had a little lunch bag. And he had a few small, probably biscuit-sized bread. That's all he had, just a child's lunch. Here's the scripture. And, Father, I ask that you will, Father, you will use this word, Lord, that you'll customize it to every heart, every mind. Father, I, I ask that with the hearing of your word, that faith will rise just as you promised that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of, of God. And so, Father, give me utterance. Holy Spirit, grant me utterance, and thank you for it. Thanks, Father. Thanks, Lord, for the vision. Thanks. <laughs> wow, that was cool. Am I going to tell it? Nope. Verse 1, after these things, chapter 6 of John, after these things, Jesus was talking to the Pharisees. After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. How many of you have been there? Oh, lots of you. Some of you are going for the first time with us in September, going out on the Sea of Galilee. I'm so excited for you. It's a beautiful place. Verse 2, then a great multitude followed him. Picture it, a great multitude, a huge crowd of people followed Jesus because they saw his signs, which he performed on those who were dis eased, who didn't have any ease, who got their ease dissed. Verse 3, and Jesus went up on the mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. Oh, wouldn't you have wanted to be there sitting on the mountain with Jesus? You can. <laughs> you can. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Only now you do it with this Holy Spirit. Okay, verse 4. Now the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was near. We needed to know that for later in the chapter, which we won't be reading tonight. Verse 5. Then Jesus, the Lord Jesus Christ, lifted up his eyes, and seeing a great multitude coming toward him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy some bread? These people are hungry. Almighty God does not ask questions for information. <laughs> he asked Philip where he could buy some bread to feed all those people because he wanted to find out what was in Philip's heart. Says, but this was, he said, to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. Jesus already knew what he was going to do. He already knows what he's going to do for you, too. Philip answered him, 200 denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them 
that every one of them may have a little. <laughs> one, one of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, there's a lad here. There's this little kid. He has five barley loaves and two small fish. And then he caught himself and said, oh, I'm being stupid. What is that among so many? And then Jesus said to him, you're right. You're being really stupid because what can I do with that little bit of food? <laughs> a little bit, just a little tiny bit was enough for the Lord. How much does it take for you to be thankful? George Mueller is one of my heroes. He started orphanages in England. How many of you have read his biography? Okay, several of you. We really should get it for the bookstore. And if you have a copy, pass it to someone to read. George Mueller was this most amazing man. He ran his orphanages on nothing but faith. The children would have nothing to eat for the next day. And so he and the children would get on their knees in the evening. And in the morning when they got up, they'd open the door and there would be all the food they needed sitting on the porch. It happened over and over. His faith was amazing. George Mueller, he was known for answers to prayer. It is recorded that at the end of his life, that he had 10,000 answers to prayer written in his journals. Wow! How many of you have been trying to write 10,000 scriptures? I know that Dory is, Debbie is. Um, should I tell you that whole story? No, you'll have to. I got to, huh? Okay. Some of you have heard it before. I will come back to George Mueller. Dr. Cho, who has been pastor of the largest church on our planet, almost a million people in South Korea, and turned that nation upside down and into a Christian nation. Tom and I had the privilege of meeting with him when we were speaking at a conference in South Korea. And Dr. Cho told us that when he prayed three hours a day, that when he walked in his office, that everybody in the waiting room waiting for him would get healed. And he said when he prayed less than 10, than three hours, not 10, three hours, that he would walk in the waiting room and he'd have all kinds of work to do because he'd have to pray for people over and over and over because he hadn't put the time in with, with Almighty God. Now, nobody take on condemnation. I just encourage you, you don't need to pray starting tomorrow more than two and a half hours, Okay. So, Dr. Cho said that this woman came in. She was very, very sick. She had been given a report that she would die. And Dr. Cho prayed for her. 
and she didn't get well. She came back a couple weeks later and said, I'm still sick. You prayed for me, and I'm still sick. What's the deal? So he prayed for her again. And the woman went out again, and she came back later, and she said, I am still sick. The doctor still says that I am going to die. And Dr. Cho told her, he said, you go up on Prayer Mountain, this, these mountains that they have in South Korea that you need to visit, where people go and they get in these little dugouts and they stay for days, weeks, and pray. Mountains alive with prayer. He told her, he said, you go up to Prayer Mountain, you write 10,000 times, by his stripes, I was healed. The woman did that. It took a long time. I'm still working on writing, oh, Lord, you have loved me with an everlasting love because I want deeper revelation of God's love, and it's taking me forever to write it 10,000 times. Well, this woman wrote this 10,000 times. She came back, I don't know how much later, to Dr. Cho. She was completely healed. So George Mueller, he wrote 10,000 answers to prayer. A newsman asked him, have you ever had a prayer that was not answered? To which George Mueller said, of course not. And then he said, wait, there is one, but it will be answered because I'm still praying. What faith. Well, that one last prayer request was his dear friend's son, who he wanted to come to salvation. And that young man was saved at George Mueller's funeral. <laughs> so George Mueller, he had these incredible, just amazing miracles happen all the time in answer to prayer. So God gave him a vision for a bigger orphanage. Sound familiar? George Mueller knew that there, he had no, mo no money. There was no possibility of him accessing $200,000 for the building that he wanted. One day, shortly after God gave him that vision, he went out to the playground where some of his children were playing, the children of the orphanage, and a little boy came running up to him, and he said, Papa, Papa, look what I found. This is for the new orphanage. And the little boy gave George Mueller what is equivalent to a penny. George Mueller took that in his hand, and he said, Oh, thank you. I've been asking God for a sign. This is confirmation. God will do it. Sure enough, the building was built. More children were taken care of and came to Jesus. How much does it take us before we start giving thanks? How many dollars? How Okay, guilt, go away in Jesus' name. Conviction is fine, but no guilt. Let's look at the law of appreciation. If you want to take your outline, 
By the way, Jesus didn't say, that's not enough, those little loaves and fishes. He took them. He raised them to Father God. He said, thank you, Father. And then he, as he gave thanks, he, they multiplied. And did everybody only get a little? More than enough. Wow. The law of appreciation. Right below that, one of my scriptures that I love from Deborah in the book of Judges. Oh, my soul, march on in strength. In every journal, every time I get a brand new journal, I put the same words in the back of my journal about Deborah. Deborah was a mobilizer of the troops. I'm not going to read it. We don't have time. But we sang, there is an army rising up, and it's the likes of us. Oh, the bravery of God. The law of appreciation. Okay, finish this. Two, four, six, eight. What did you do? (laughs) One more time. Two, four, six, eight. How many of you have never heard that little chair before? Oh, everybody has heard that. Wasn't it usually appreciating the opposition, the team you were against? Oh, I grew up in the wrong school. (laughs) Number one, are you an appreciator? Appreciate, to recognize with gratitude. Are you an appreciator? Last, good. Last night, I was getting ready for bed, and it was late. And I don't usually check my messages when it's late because I never know what I'm going to get. And so I looked at my phone, and there was a message from one of my friends. And as soon as I saw her name, I said, I want to read this. She always encourages me. Sure enough. Thanks, Bonnie. Are you an appreciator? Do people get a message from you and go, I can't wait to open this? Because they know they will be encouraged and strengthened and built up. Are you an appreciator? Number two, the law of appreciation lifts us above the minor issues, the petty issues of the day, and enables us to enjoy the good and pass up contact with the evil of life. Whoa, you're going to have to read that ten more times when you get home. Appreciation can change everything. Um, I'm, I'm just going to give you a warning Satan will attend any good pity party. And so don't hold one. (laughs) Number three. 
Oh, I gave you a quote from Benjamin Franklin. Do not anticipate trouble or worry about what may never happen. Keep in the sunlight. Number three, from the world of the everyday in which we live, we all have such ordinary things most of the time. Putting gas in the car, doing the laundry, um, cooking another meal, um, just the mundane, having to fix our hair. Do you ever get so tired of fixing your hair? <sighs> from the world of the everyday, the law of appreciation rescues us. We enjoy our work, enjoy our friends, enjoy our families, enjoy life when we decide to appreciate, decide. Now, I'm going to give you a moment right now. If you're married and you have a husband, I want to give you a moment to say out loud, his name and say, I appreciate, and then say his name. If you have children, I want to give you a moment to just pause and say out loud, I appreciate, and say that child or their names. I don't know how many you all have. Some of you have many. So I appreciate and say your kids' names. Now, if you have a mom or a dad, whether they're in heaven, <laughs> everybody has a mom and dad somewhere, either in somewhere. Yeah, I won't go any further with that. No. So if you, would you say your mom or dad's name? I appreciate. Now, find out with the person who is next to you her name really quick. And then use her name and say, I appreciate you. Today when I was working on this message, the Lord was working on me. I need a lot of work. I just, I don't know. I, I, I hope I someday, yeah. But I was going through, I was asking Holy Spirit, give me people to appreciate. And who does he tell me to appreciate? People I'm mad at. So it took me a while. I didn't even know I was mad. But now I appreciate him. And I told Tom, I told my husband, I said, God will use any chisel he wants. I appreciate the chisel. I'm getting carved. I'm pretty soon one of Michelangelo's statues is coming forth out of this. 
What? <laughs> Did you say naked? <laughs> Everybody who thinks in pictures, stop. <laughs> I have taken this scripture from the Lord about pouring out my complaint to him because he said we can pour out our complaint to God. And so a couple weeks ago, I was complaining to God. And as I was complaining to him, and it was righteous complaint, I was complaining to him about a good friend of mine who I think her husband should be coming forth. And I really had a complaint in my gut about it. Huh. <laughs> Try your daughter. Maybe your daughter. <laughs> I was Oh, I as I was praying, as I was praying through um I pray for you. I pray I pray. So, I would I was you're welcome. I was getting, I was having this complaint, it's like about Joy and her still having the trach, for those of you who know her. I, I realized I had a complaint. And so I told the Lord, I said, Lord, you told me in Psalm 42.2, I think, maybe. I said, you said, pour out your complaints to me. And immediately, Holy Spirit said to me, does that mean out? In other words, they're supposed to get out of me. So then I began to repent because I had a complaint at the Lord for what he wasn't doing. And he began to speak to me about thanking him for the little signs, for the little things he's doing, for those signs that those good things are coming. I'm in the middle of this real life right with you, right below number three. Listen to this quote from Dr. David Goodman. Wouldn't you love to have a name like that? Good man. <laughs> good woman. Linda Goodwoman. <laughs> okay, this is what he says. The self-centered people are always in a stew and a fret of personal hurt. So many things bother them. Every change of weather calls for a complaining comment. The government is corrupt. Every businessman is a crook. Their friends false, their spouse unloving. They can't be talked to for fear of offending them. Everything pains them because they are set to feel everything in a personal way. Those who keep free of self-centeredness by always seeing the good in people and things escape the complainer's mess of misery and live full and satisfying lives. Whoa! Did that convict anyone else? I was complaining about the weather. It's been way too hot. We 
we did have rain. Praise God for the rain. It's because Pastor Tamara had us sing that song tonight about the rain. Prayer is retroactive. Singing, yeah, to God. Number four, Christ Jesus invites us to live this day and live it more abundantly. One sure thing means, one sure means to this abundance is to appreciate even the small things. How many of you heard my husband give this great illustration? He was talking about how a rat, they put a rat in water, and they turned off all the lights. It was completely dark, and the rat swam for less than three minutes. But then they put another rat. They did it several times. It wasn't only two rats. I know different rats have different personalities, so don't worry about that. They did it several times. Okay, they put the rat, the new rat, (laughs) the live rat in the water. But they shone a ray of light in the room. And the rat swam for 36 hours. Some of you are feeling sorry for the rat. (laughs) If you can just get a ray of light, a hope. Yeah, we'll just keep going. We'll just keep going. We'll keep going. We have one minute, and you have to hear something very important. The demand not paragraph under number four, please read that on your own. Not right now because we have one minute to fill in the rest of the blanks. But please read this. It will help you. Number five, remember to offer to God, remember to offer God every day the sacrifice of praise. And here's what we need to know. Here's the big deal. Why, number six, why is true worship to God a sacrifice? Here you go, women of God. Here's the deal. Here's the Here's the choice morsel. Here's the tidbit. Here's the essence. Here's what's going to help us all. Because it means that something has to die. Right below that, Jack Hayford wrote this for us. The word sacrifice comes from the root tho or thu, a verb meaning to kill or slaughter for a purpose. Praise often requires that we kill our pride, fear, or sloth. Anything that threatens to diminish or interfere with our worship of the Lord. We bring a sacrifice of praise to God, meaning that we praise him and we appreciate him and we thank him whether we feel like it or not. We praise him in the middle of life's struggles. We praise him when things are going well and when they're going not going well. We praise him in the middle of the night. We praise him no matter what. My husband says, don't let what's wrong with you keep you from praising what's right with God. Wow.
the sacrifice of praise. Appreciation is a tool for your spiritual life. This is number seven. Discontent is one of the disses, like dis-ease, disappointed, distress. When distressed, be dressed with praise. Right below that is the scripture from Isaiah. I put on a garment of praise and I throw off the spirit of heaviness. I've given you a devotion. Everyone got this tonight. This devotion is full of psalms. And Tamara, I didn't ask you if you would tell it, but would you mind telling what you did when you were a teenager with the psalms and what you still do, how they rescued you? I know we don't have very much time. If you could tell it quickly, and then you have this tool to use to help you. Uh, just really quick. So being a typical teenage girl, man, I was a moody bugger. Oh, I remember just going in my room and just crying and, oh man, sorry, mom. Anyway, um, <laughs> so, um, I think it was actually an older lady in the church that had come to me and she told me, she said, if you're having trouble with your emotions, she said, you need to get in the Psalms and begin reading what King David wrote. And at the time, I was like, okay, I don't understand, you know. But so I began reading the Psalms every night before bed. And if you read with David, like, he is the highest of highs, and he is the lowest of lows, and he's here, there, everywhere. But every single time, it comes back to God is good, and I will trust you. And so it, I, think, um, I think when I started reading the Psalms is when I started to get better, <laughs> like, Maybe it was puberty ending too, but you know, anyway, um, I began to get better. And so even now I'll tell you the Psalms were my favorite book of the Bible. And anytime that I find myself just feeling sad or weepy or, um, even ridiculously high, I'll go to the Psalms and get myself grounded. There you go. Isn't that good? Now in the little devotional that you got it gives a just a step-by-step way to go about finding the psalm and how to do it every day the lord every day helps me every day every day i often ask him lord why am i such a hard case i said lord the hisway women they only need a short time of prayer and they're all fixed and it takes me hours. <laughs> God is raising up an army. And we will do whatever it takes to be that army for his kingdom purposes. For the kingdom and the king we love. Would you just, as we close quickly, would you bow your head and prayer team, if you wouldn't mind going ahead and coming up. We want to make the prayer team available for you. Many of you need help. <laughs> you need God to touch you, touch your body, touch you in your soul. Some of you need to confess your sins to someone because the scripture says, confess your sins to another, a trustworthy another, and be healed. So whatever you need, the prayer team is here. They're ready to pray for you ready for a miracle for you.
Let's, you like each other a lot, don't you? <laughs> it's okay. And Father, what you have given us tonight, Father, may we, may we take it from here and not just leave it, Lord, but may we take it and meditate on what you have said and, oh God, would you help us, help us to be women who praise you, who praise you in the night seasons and Lord, whatever's going on, women who praise you and who appreciate, oh God, help us to appreciate the little and the big. Help us to be appreciators, Lord. Thank you, Father, that you will. You always do. And Lord, we praise you. We bless you, oh God. We bless you, oh Lord. We magnify your name, almost high. Oh God, you are worthy. You are worthy, oh God. You are worthy. We adore you, Lord. We adore you. We adore you. Thank you, Lord. Thanks, Lord. Well, you can sit and continue to meditate. You can come forward for prayer. You can go get your kids. And we'll see you next month. I love you.